Gentlemen and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of your favorite podcast. It's the Barnhart Fantasy Sports presents the Federation, the greatest fantasy football competition known to mankind. I am your host, as always, Pete B. I'm welcomed, as always, my co-host, Aaron Joseph Jurgensen and Aaron J. It was a big week for yourself. There was a massive headline that took form. How are you feeling on this late night Hawaii time Wednesday night? <laughs> Man, I'm feeling pretty damn good. Um, you know, football season is in full swing right now. It's it's starting to feel like it's crunch time. There's snow on the ground. Um, the weather is changing. The games are pivotal. Um, and let me tell you something. When you win games in the Fed, and I've, I'm just starting to, to figure out what that feels like, man, that is an exhilarating feeling, and I'm happy to be a part of that. Well, I'm glad that there are some people that know what winning feels like. I'm definitely not in that same situation. But speaking of... I think we we have to just start the action off with the news of the week, the biggest headline in the Fed for week 10. It was the game of the week. We're going to start with group B here. It yeah. was the first ever loss by the College Avenue Eagles and Thomas Zacker at the hands of Aaron J and the Fort Myers Marauders. You took it home 142 to 103.44. You defeated Tommy Streak. Finally got it done. How do you feel about it? it, it man, it, it was a monumental win um, for our brand, um, for, for everything that we've been putting in the work. And the work, it, it didn't, when you start 0 7, uh, your family doesn't even talk to you. So, and I've, I've, I've talked about that on the podcast and it's a terrible place to be. Um, you know, Thomas Zacker has been a phenom in this league. He he's already in, he is advanced to the A league. He's going to be there. Um, so he's, it, this is a premier league player. Um, we had made a trade, um, um, a little baby trade, um, I was able to bring over Antonio Gibson um, for Keenan Allen. So, uh, and I did get Devin Duvernay, but uh, it was a little baby move that I don't know if it's a great move, but it was just something to kind of get the ball rolling, get stimulated. But uh, to be the team that beat the streak, um, it's a feather in the cap and it keeps um, the dreams alive, how slim they may be. Yeah, it's really been uh, a, a sudden change of fortune for yourself with, uh, you know, the di- disastrous start. And now to be sitting there, you know, at three and seven, a couple of wins under your belt here. And, yeah. and to give Tommy this first loss, ironically, the same exact weekend when 
Tommy spent spent the weekend in Vegas celebrating his twenty mm. first birthday. Wow, wow! A little, hu- he must have been hungover. <laughs> he was hungover. He was distracted. I mean, he had other yeah. things going on. His head was not in the Federation, and you know, rightfully so. He he right. he essentially clinched a berth to yeah. the, to the A League next year. And he that's went done. and he went to that's Vegas done. to celebrate it. Yeah. You know, caught him on a little bit of a hangover. Um, but yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson, uh, Tony Pollard uh, really led my team. Uh, the things that Double J did um, in that crazy Buffalo game um, were historic. It was a unbelievable showing by my best player and, uh, was really happy and fortunate to get the win and then very thankful to keep uh, keep the dreams alive. Uh, I, I feel like a, I got to win out to have a chance. So got to win seven in a row. So that's that's where we're at right now. Hey, you know, never say never. And for Tommy, he he does fall to nine and one, but still looking very strong as a yeah. contender the rest of the way. Let's just kind of highlight some other uh, uh, big performances on the week. Let's talk about the highest scoring team yeah. on the week for Group B. Of all people, it's Dill B and the Cudahy yeah. Catfish. Yeah, another team that is now three and seven with yeah. 147 points for for the Cudahy team. Defeated the Flint Tropics and Matt Silk. We only put up 113.86. This is a huge win for Dill. I know he's got to be excited like you are. It hasn't yeah. been a good start. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's still a long climb to even try to make the playoffs here at the last minute. At the yeah. very least, some positivity down the, down the stretch, though. Yeah, I mean, Dill, again, I mean, he, he, um, he, he's really hit on that Christian Kirk pick. I think he's got him in in both leagues that we play that at least that I play with Dill in um, captain Kirk was phenomenal. Again, uh, Delvin cook starting to find himself up to RB 10. And then of course the great Travis Kelsey, um, maybe the most dangerous weapon in fantasy, at least the most consistent weapon um, dominating his tight end matchup. And that basically just a dominant figure on any team. So, you know, like myself, uh, and any and now Matt Silk for us three and seven teams. Um, there's a window uh, in the B League. It, it's it's not uh, a big window, but there is a crease in the window, and uh, we're gonna all try to keep charging for that uh, window as long as we can. Yeah, let's yeah, let's probably be real. I think there's gonna be a lot of us down there next year. <laughs> I think yeah. some of I think some of us know who who we are, and um, let's see if at least one of us can escape and not and not be stuck down there. You know, there's four teams, Peter, that have above 500 records in the Fed. So right now, two five and five teams are in the playoffs in the Fed. So. Well, you know that, that means two games out. You know, with with four to go a, here, it, that's basically where we're at right now. So it's you know, it is what it is. But it's um, never say never. Never say like, never. Yeah, that's the situation right there. So good win for Dill, though. He needed it. it just uh, gives him something positive to keep pushing forward. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, here's another team that really needed a win. How about the Valeria Dragons? 
They had a huge yeah. win, 143.2 points. Big win for Nick Schlaubach, uh, defeating the Philadelphia Flex team, who yeah. only put up 62.88. That is got to be the low score on the week, making yeah. Derek McGraw the ultimate loser. Loser of the week, <laughs> yeah. And, and that team has not been you know, a big loser throughout the season, but yeah, th- this was a stinker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was a big win for for Valeria to to stay yeah. on the hunt. You mentioned, you know, teams at five and five. Uh, yeah. Nick is definitely one of them right now. And then on the flip side, Derek being one of the few teams still over five hundred, still in right. good shape. But um, uh, you know, lost Zach Ertz probably for the season. Yeah, um, no, that's that's season ending. Um, that's yeah, a tough that- one. That's a tough one to swallow. It, we know about, again, that tight end position. It can be very thin out there in the waiver wire. And, you know, Zach Ertz has been having a phenomenal season. So that is a that is a loss for the flex team. Uh, but for Valeria, I mean, man, those running backs, uh, Saquon Barkley, man, he has just been phenomenal. Uh, and JT, JT looked back to me. Um he he had 28 points. Uh, he looked like the player of old. Did play the Raiders, so he did have a, a really nice matchup. But uh, you know that's a huge boost for 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 Nick Schwalbach and the Valeria team if if they can get that horse running. Yeah, it just seemed like uh, just needed to get Jeff Saturday in there <laughs> to kickstart yeah. the kickstart yeah, the offense once the again. Ball. There, yeah. he will run the ball. <laughs> Matt Ryan also. I think will help Colts players uh, being back in there. The great savvy veteran that he is. All right. Let's kind of keep plowing forward. The rest of group B here. Yeah. Uh, let's flip to how about David DeLuga? We talked about David yeah. DeLuga a lot, you know, controversy and um, he came up with a, this is a massive win for him and, and yeah. it might almost all but clinch, uh, you know, a playoff berth as well for him. Yeah. Defeated Johnny New 138.24 to 104.7. Probably Johnny, the game of the week, you know, if we, and maybe we, did we coin it the game of the I week? I think we did coin it as the game of the week. Um, it turned out, you know, your game was the uh, the must-see TV game of the week. And that was the Packers-Cowboys game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of popcorn, but maybe not as much. Uh, it was more about uh, the sizzle and not as much about the steak, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms of, of this matchup here, I mean, I think all that talk about David DeLuga and the no moves and whatnot, um, yeah. probably going to all be for, for nothing, especially when it comes to, you know, making the playoffs and solidifying a spot for next year. Might yeah. come into play, you know, late in the year here. What remains to be seen, but at seven and three, the team's rolling. He has yeah. plenty of, like we said, really good, good players. Um, yeah. This is a big one uh, on his schedule here. Yeah. I mean, we know Johnny had been rolling um, in that white division. He's still leading the white division by one game. Um, you know, that's been a putrid division in the Federation, uh, uh, the worst division of all the Federation. Um, glad to be a part of it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, David DeLuga, um, you know, hey, he's a rival of mine. We've talked about that. Uh, his team looks good to me, though. He has rebounded. Um, he has a very solid team. Um, 
Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Uh, you said that the bench looks like he's filled out. He has enough depth right now where, you know, barring a ton of injuries, he should be able to, to make it through the season. So um, he looks like, as you said, he, it looks like he's going to be there in the A-League next year. Second highest scoring team in Group B this yeah. year, David DeLuga. So he he's he's just right behind Tommy Z. He so he definitely has firepower. I think he's won um seven of his last uh well seven of his last ten. Seven and three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Johnny Johnny has still leading that division. Uh so important for seeding for him to try to hang on to that. He still has a, a lot of firepower on that team. So just, just kind of a rare off week for the old man. Let's move to our next matchup then. Yeah. Battle of a couple of uh, you know, mid-level teams here grinding it out. It was the Ishbeming Upers picking up yeah. a huge win over the Bemiji Babes. Yeah. Kirk Lawson Good game. moved to five and five with his one hundred and thirty point five eight over yeah. Stephen Gray with one twenty one point four for yeah. Kurt. It's got to be the Justin Field show it's, here. It's the Justin Field show right now. I mean, it, it looks like Kurt. <laughs> there's 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 someone in every league who has Justin Fields and is yeah. making a run up the standings because he's yeah. single handedly winning people weeks. And you you mix him with a guy like a healthy Christian McCaffrey and and Kenneth right. Walker. My gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, Kurt's got some real wow players on his team. Um, you, you've seen it, and and I mean, I mean, what Justin Fields is doing, uh, especially in the ground game. I mean, he is getting some long touchdown runs, and man, I mean, he has he's been the story of fantasy right now. So he's the number one player. He's he's the game wrecker. Um, this was a good complete matchup, and I mean. Good start on Deontay Foreman. He had a really nice game on that sick Thursday night game. So this was a nice win for Kurt and uh, uh, very important to keep him in, in, in touch in the playoff positioning. Yeah, and this kind of has to feel like a tough one for the babes over here. You know, we haven't been talking yeah. about the babes that much this year. <laughs> and and it's like we haven't been helping them out either. I, and no. he finally finally gets a huge game out of CD Lamb, forty one total points. Yeah. I mean, shit. CD Lamb's now up to wide receiver nine, eleven catches, one fifty, and two touchdowns. And yeah. and to come up short though, that that's what has to feel disappointing. Uh, he did know, have um, Ramondre Stevenson on by, but you know it looks like Rashad White is starting to emerge a little bit in Tampa Bay, especially if Fournette is a little dinged up, but. Um, yeah, his Dolphins guys for, for them winning that game 39 to 17, um, you know, Tua and Waddle, maybe you would have liked a little bit more, especially out of Waddle because of how great he's been. So just kind of a tough situation for the babes this week. Yeah. Uh, when you get guys like Cooper and Pitts yeah. really contributing and, and Harris, uh, you know, just, just not quite enough for the babes this week. No. Let's move to, I believe this is the very last matchup in Group B. It was the Chai City Baddies 
coming oh. up with a huge win over the Sin City Johns, 95.34 to 74.9. Ryan yeah. Fahey moves to 5-5 five and five on the season. Big right win. there, right there, jumbled up, threatening, you know, to, I don't know if he's inside the playoffs right now or not, but he's definitely right there. Um, you know, to win a game too with only 95 points, um, yeah. you have to thank your stars and just take it and run away and, you know, yeah. move on to the next week. And then when that happens, the baddies are sitting in the seven hole right now and the Johns are sitting in the eight hole. Um, so a little bit on the outside looking in, but as you said, the baddies really needed to have this one. Um, James Connor coming back at the right time. I mean, there wasn't a lot of production there, but he did get 23 out of Connor and he did get Josh Jacobs to give him 22 and that, that was all he needed. So it would, you know, like you said, if you're not, if you're winning games with under a hundred, you take it, you run and you, you get ready for the next week. So after big win for the baddies. Yeah, huge win for the baddies. Um, I, I know I talked to Scotty P today. He was yeah. disappointed in the Johns. He, he 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 felt like this that was a game. He, he, yeah. he thought he thought he was getting to be you know where he was back, and then yeah. this felt like taking a step back, especially well, when the, he only put up seventy some points. Well, and then you got the injury to Jerry Judy as well, so. You know, losing a receiver maybe for a couple weeks here. We Nuke Hopkins continues to be outstanding. Amazing. Um, but uh, George Kittle, we, you know, all the mouths that you have to feed in the San Fran offense, there's going to be weeks where certain guys in that offense are just not going to perform to the level you need it. Um, I see Khalif Raymond made it into a starting lineup, so... Um, you know, that's, that's always a scary thing. Um, Hey, I've rostered him in a league, so we understand. Um, but, um, yeah, this was ugly. Uh, Josh Allen at least gutted it out, but I don't know if he'll be the same throughout the year. He, he, he had some bad turnovers. Um, a guy you have to monitor for how great the, the great Josh Allen has been, you know? Yeah, uh, that's Watch. definitely tough got, one. Tough loss. Definitely has to be disappointing to lose uh, Jerry Judy, especially with this John's team yeah. having having had a lot of guys get hurt and then come back yeah. and in and out and in and out. Uh, so that's definitely disappointing. Batty's definitely though, like we said though, big win, especially in a week where you don't don't really play well. But the kicker yeah. on this team, and it has Cooper to be said, Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, yeah, I just saw that. Cooper Cup Cooper going Cup. down. Basically, I believe he's done for the year, uh, essentially. He went on IR, and it's it's a high ankle. I, I heard uh, six to eight weeks was what I heard, so probably going to keep him out. And it looks to me like that team is dead, so I don't think yeah. they're going to rush him back. So uh, tough blow there for the baddies. <sighs> Yeah, very tough one. Cooper Cup, you know, an, an elite fantasy player, uh, a elite star. Yeah, definitely a league winning guy. And then yeah. that's the name of the game, though. I mean, shit, shit changes at the, just like the drop of a dime. And it's crazy. You, you kind of forget it sometimes. You go a few weeks 
without the injuries, and then all of a sudden you can have six, seven, eight guys in a week. And now you're going to be at the point of the year where guys, if they go on IR, they're probably going to be done for the year, you know? Yes, exactly. So, that's that's a good point. It's no longer like, oh, they'll be, back in, a, they'll be yeah. back in a few weeks. No, they're, they're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead man walking, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up uh, Group B of the Fed. Yeah. Let's move to Group A. Okay. We'll, we'll just touch on, uh, on on Week 10 a little bit here before we go to our game-by-game breakdown. All right. I'm ready when you are ready to take off. Yeah, again, I'm getting the scoreboard up here. And, and boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, might as well just rip the Band-Aid off right now. Um, so I had a matchup in the Fed. Yeah. That hey. was has to be one of the most disappointing losses in my fantasy football career. Yeah. <laughs> I was defeated by Big Keith Kuyoff and the Grand mm. Forks Fighting Sioux. 136.86 oh. to 136. Oh. I lost by 0. .86. And, oh. And, and, you know, the, the very last point of the game was as Justin Herbert threw an interception mm. Right yeah. to a 49ers player, wide open. He was wide oh, open. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Safety was wide open on that one. <laughs> yeah, that that was an ugly position for them to be in, and he was wide open, as you said. But yeah, um, Keith had the Niners defense. I mean, that alone it it moved him ahead of me. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, even that being said, there was uh, some coaching decisions on my end that yeah, have gone the other way, namely me Josh Allen. not playing my captain, O-captain, <sighs> Josh Allen. I uh, I had taken him out of the starting lineup on Saturday thinking, you know, maybe he wasn't going to play and whatnot. Yeah. I put in Jimmy G, who I just felt had a com- good matchup, felt comfortable at the, you know, at the very least that he could just get a decent number or something. And then, like, I knew Josh Allen was playing. <laughs> And right. something inside of me didn't just didn't like think to like go back in there and, and make you that know, move. Th- huh? Yeah. And throw him back in there. I was just doing other things and legit, like just didn't even get back around looking at it. And that I'll start. You just didn't know how you'd react to the injury. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was a weird game. Um, it wasn't the greatest matchup and, you know, it, it's, it, I don't blame you for it, but you know, those hurt, especially, you know, how great of a player he is. Well, and, and then that being said too, I, I then also put big Bob Tan in, in the line. Actually, at tight I, that, end yeah. That might Knox. be actually, yeah, it, you, you, you want to, that's that tight end problem there. We've talked about it when you don't have a guy that you, you feel secure to start, you know, sometimes you try to play matchup or this and that. And that was just a situation where, you know, big bomb, big Bob really bit the pooch. Yeah. So all in all, I, you know, I lost the matchup despite, you know, I had CD lamb. Yeah. He had the, his game of the year, Jonathan Taylor. He yeah. was back again. Uh, and I even had a great start in Marquez Valdez Scantling. That like that was, that was the that was the right number there. And 
man, to come up short and and be three and seven now, this was a game that, like I I felt like I I had to win this game. Yeah, to stay alive, and it was kind of the realization that like yeah, I think I'm done here now. <laughs> It's definitely a situation, you know, you look at the league standings over here, um, you know, you are in what now, 11th place? Jesus. <laughs> you know, there's there's the, the the Barnegat Breakers at one and nine, but still a lot of jambalaya in this league. There are five teams with winning records, so you're not out of it. But um, yeah, this was a really tough one. I mean, you kind of got bit by the Justin Jefferson bug here. Um, you know, for Keith's players, he had some really good performances, Trevor Lawrence and, and Gabe Davis as well. So, you know, he, he put up the points, but yeah, for it to come down to really the last play of the week, um, those are gut punches and um, those are hard to, to take. But, uh, you know, the quality of opponent in Big Sexy, he's a, he's a hell of an opponent and, yeah, he weaseled one out in this one, and he he, he put together a good showing. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to caps off to Keith here. Uh, you know, he definitely definitely did enough to to come up with the win. He scored yeah. you know, mid one thirties. That's always you know going to give you a good shot to get the job done. So yeah, disappointing one for me, but this was this was actually a huge one for Keith. Yeah. Uh, we we were able to defeat him in a different league, so it got yeah. got some kind of laughs on him. But he got I a little revenge. I think Keith did go five and zero in the BSC this past week. So wow, uh, wow, you know, he, he was definitely in the headlines. He was an active guy. <laughs> and he, and he, that's that's what Grand Forks is all about. That's what Big Sexy's all about. And he's always a premier competitor, and um, I, nothing's changed there. Yeah. Let's move to our next matchup here. Yeah. The, high, the highest scoring team of the week. How about wow. this one? Wow. Vinny Young and the Palatown wow. Trainers. 199.88. Wow. Almost Def- 200. Defeated Nate C and the North Thumberton team here. Oh, there you who go. Who had 144 yeah. himself. So, wow. This Second one, highest scoring team in the league this week, too. That's incredible. Incredible. I hope everyone bet the over on that one. Wow. Man. Yeah. So we said it, you know, there's a team in every league that has Justin Fields in, in the Fed A here. It's Vinny Young. And, yeah. And man, he, you mix him with, with Christian Kirk and Diggs and Josh Jacobs and Delvin yeah. Cook. I mean, shit, this, this, Even team, Rondell Moore, Jesus. this team went off this week. This was the, yeah. the week of the season for Vinny Young. And that's a big win over, or over Nate C who's no slouch himself. No, this was a really good, I mean, when you talk about fantasy matchups, this was a, a beautiful matchup uh, all the way around high scoring stars on both sides. Um, Vinny, man, he just put the rocket fuel in and he exploded just shy of the 200 mark. We'll round it up and say he put 200 on. Um, but man, maybe the high, probably the highest score all time in the Fed now. I mean, that might be the benchmark. Um, yeah, maybe, it might be. I don't know if anyone's hit 200 before. I, I mean, as close as you can get. I mean, Nate, these are two playoff teams. These are two A-League teams. The way they look, their roster, the the strength in, in all different areas. Uh, you know, Vinny with, with Diggs and then Kirk, those are two top ten guys. 
Uh, Jacobs, Cook, you alluded to the Nate with Barkley, Pierce, Mahomes, Adams. Uh, Juju in uh, concussion protocol, but he's got Terry McLaren down there. So, man, these these are two really good football teams here, and uh, I expect both these guys to be A-teamers, and congratulations to Vinny on a, a really good win. Yeah, Vinny. Vinny took one step closer, but both these teams are very, very solid squads. Huge win for Vinny and and Nate. He'll 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 be there. He'll be there. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's move to our next matchup here. The next kind of high higher scoring team on the on the week. Yeah, not a be, lot there. Yeah, not 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 a whole lot actually. The rest of the way here, but it's the the Hillhaven Drive and Tyler yeah. Cleveland. Came up with a big win over the big San Diego winner. Sycamores, 110.4 to 88 over J-Bone Loncaric. This yeah, was a big one for, for Tyler. You know, he's kind of been going back and forth, I think, with wins, trade trading back and forth. Uh, so this was a big one. Aaron Jones had a, had a massive week, and, yeah. you know, it just everything else was good enough to defeat yeah, this J-Bone team who just didn't really do much of anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Sammy Watkins got into a lineup for for <laughs> J-Bone there. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the read was, uh, but, you know, I understand that with Drake London and how putrid the Atlanta receivers have been. I mean, Marcus Mariota, I mean, I, I've watched pretty much every game, and I, I think he's the worst passer maybe I've ever seen. I, he is so bad. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's really embarrassing. I mean, I, he made the Drake London's actually got the physical tools, but yeah, this was rough. Um, you know, big win for Tyler Cleland. I mean, he, he had a lot of players on by, um, you know, filled his lineup in, got the production Derrick Henry with a rare off week. So for him to win with, you know, Derrick Henry scoring less than nine points, these are, this was a clutch win and a big win for uh, Tyler Cleveland. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, with J Bone, he did have Joe Mixon on by. Yeah, um, but he, did, he he had to start Sammy Watkins, and he played double tight end this week. I you see, don't see that, that often. Yeah, yeah. You got to like seeing that from time to time. It, it wasn't like it, enough. It didn't. It, it's questionable though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's questionable, but I, I I like it. I do like it. I do. I mean, sometimes that's if you got two quality guys. I mean, that's you know as good as you can do at that flex yeah. position. Yeah, but, but this yeah. was a this was a big one for Tyler, and and Tyler was playing without Lamar Jackson. So yeah. to to come out and get the win in in Lamar's uh, bye situation, that's Pretty that's big. definitely a good thing, and um, it speaks a little volume that Tyler, who's a Philly guy, did not start Devonte Smith. That that means yeah. he doesn't trust him. <laughs> That's yeah, what that tells me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessarily a, a a good. I mean, he had fourteen, but yeah, it's you know, I kind of played the matchup. He wanted to get Jamal Williams in there, uh, so pretty similar point outage there. Just uh, it must have been the read that he had. Yeah, well, Tyler takes one step forward at five and five. He's right there in the thick of it. J Bone now at four and six, still probably about a game back. But um, it, you know, it, you don't you don't want to be you know struggling to score points at this time of the season. No, it's it's 
there's work to be done to try to grind out some wins here for, for Jay Bonin and for everybody for that matter. Let's move on to the next matchup. The next high scoring team here is still only 102 points, but it's 102.9 and it was just good enough to get the job done by 1.9. The Windy City Wieners, Devin Maney defeated the Barnegat Breakers who Ah. just can't catch a break. They, this team has not caught a break all year. This is a microcosm of a season right here. 100%. 100 percent for this to come down to a one-point game i know that this barnegat team has scored in the 130s and 140s and lost yeah this season man it's i hear you man it's it's tough to get things going in this league and it's been tough for matt con on the flip side though devin maney he was the number one overall pick of this of this season and yeah he's sitting there first place in the gold division yeah, I mean, this is a big win for him. I mean, you, you don't want to dump a game to the to the team with the worst record in the league right now. Um, you know, a lot of his guys are good players, but they they didn't you know explode. I mean, for to keep Ty, Tyreek Hill at fifteen and uh, McCaffrey at seventeen and Kenneth Walker at thirteen, um, that that's all very important stuff. I mean, it keeps you in the matchup. Uh, but, you know, he got enough out of those guys. Geno Smith, our man, Geno, uh, QB7, he's just been a reliable, you know, kind of fantasy asset, you know, at that quarterback position if you're in need of a guy. And, I mean, this is the win- this should push the Wieners into the A-League. This is that type of win. That's how um, important this win was. And for Matt Kahn, it, it, uh, he, he's going to be in the B league. I mean, that's, that's, he's going to we'll, get we'll relegated. See you there, Matt. We'll see you there. <laughs> oh, I'm probably going to, you know, I haven't booked my flight I'll yet. I'll see you there, Matt. I'll see you there. <laughs> we, we do have, we do, we did buy tickets. So they're on layaway right now for <laughs> a couple of our programs. But, uh, so, but Barnegat is officially going to be the first team officially relegated. So, um, you know, tough season. Uh, like you said, he has scored some respectable point totals, but you know when, when what has gone wrong will go on, will go wrong, and and that's just the uh, the nature of this beast right now for the Breakers. Yeah, just some some really untimely untimely roster situations throughout the year. Uh, the team definitely has talent, but it's just yeah, I think it, it just can't get it done. It just straight up can't get it done each week. So it's hard to win games, especially when you when you get in those bad stretches. I mean, it, it, sometimes you can't dig out of the hole. It it can be it, it's a nightmare. We've I've been there. You've been there. Well, We've been it, there. Here's a team that's trying to dig themselves out of the hole with a huge win, moving to four and six now. The West Coast Wrangler Jeans and Kevin Clark might have called them all but dead. You know, uh, a week or so ago. Huge win over Joel Collingwood. Yeah. The Connor MC Turtles, 99.46 to 84.98. For Kevin, the, I mean, this this keeps him alive. He's still down in the standings, but he's definitely not out. He's He was the one who had Don, DeAndre Hopkins in this league. So he's yeah. definitely, um, you know, has a, a little extra of a boost. But yeah. in turn, I see he also he also lost Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and, and Jerry Judy. Jesus. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what that what happened to AJ Brown this week though. Why, why was he was he hurt? Did he get knocked out of that game for a yeah. while? Or I think he did. I think he got hurt early in the game. I, I then they just didn't utilize him, or like yeah, it, that's I, I didn't watch too much of that game until the end, and and it, he just I wasn't mean, a thing. He yeah, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, that was a weird, weird. I mean, I know the Commanders had a, a unbelievable edge in time of possession. It was like thirty-eight to seven at one point. It was like I had never seen anything like that before. But um, yeah, that was pure domination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you look at it. Uh, we've been, you know, just praising the Sea Turtles all year. They're an A-League team. They're going to be there. They lose Cooper Cup though. Yeah, does that now? Now this, like you just said, yeah. this this is an this is an a a league team, yeah. clinched, gonna be there next year. Joel C, congrats, he's there. Yeah. But does losing Cooper Cup prevent him from winning Group A of the Fed this season? I think it does. I mean, he he does have T Higgins who was on by, so that's he's got an adequate replacement there and he is getting Hollywood back. So it, eh, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to retract that and say <laughs> that the, he's, there's a window. Yet. That's and how good this team was. That's he has how good a lot it was. of good players. Yeah. And look out for Jalen Warren as the season goes on. He's, he's a guy who could emerge as the guy at some point there. So no, it's not over for the Sea Turtles. All right, and then we move to our last game of Week Ten of the Fed A, and this one we might have labeled as the game of the week. Yeah, the Austin Armadillos came up with another huge win. Yeah, beating Brooklyn Chub Club ninety-seven point seven to ninety-one point seven four. I think this is what this is maybe six in a row for Andy Z. Wow, is that, is that right? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm also trying have, to see that. I'm getting there. Standings. I had the B League standings up. I did too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's six in a row for us. Uh, I for thought, yes, okay. It's uh, that's why wow. I wanted to highlight Very impressive. that. Yes, because that definitely is impressive. And again, to to be able to win a game when you score 97 points, that's yeah, yeah. you know, you'll take that. And and for Andy, that that means he's running hot right now. Yeah, he is running hot right now. I mean, anytime again, we like we said. A lot of low scores in the B League or in the A League, excuse me, of the Fed. Uh, man, it, it, scoring at a premium out here. You guys are playing a lot of defense. Well, they, you know, a lot of people have some 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 hodgepodge lineups. Always, <laughs> <laughs> people just trying to do their best to fill out <laughs> the roster spots. But uh, yeah, this was this was a huge one for Andy. I mean, he really went from you know down in the dumps and being out of it at zero and four and. Boom! Now he's six and four. Yeah, <laughs> you know he he's he's a threat to to win this to win the league this this year. I don't know at if at least the, being an eight A league playoff team that's for sure. Right. I mean, at the very least, um, I I don't know if the team's good enough, you know, to to make one of those like deep deep runs, but to to get the job done, you know, and at least make the playoffs, yeah. he's well on his way here, and he's in a good good situation. I mean, God bless Poland. Um, you know, it, it's that Polish strength. It's tough. We're, we're tough people. Austin, uh, armadillos, they're showing it again. Uh, the pride of Texas. I like it. I like all that. I mean, this is, this is just, 
this is alpha stuff here from Andy. And it's, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, sensational. And I don't know if he's had Cole Komet. Uh, maybe he has, but um, he's really coming on lately. These last two weeks, he's over 20 points in each of these games. Uh, that was the difference in this one for Andy against uh, 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 maybe the my favorite personal name, the Brooklyn Chubb Club. I, I really like that name a lot uh, by Alex Gandelman. So uh, um, well done there, uh, sir. But um, not enough. Just you had some. Uh, he had some balance in there, but just nobody popped off for uh, for the Chubb Club. Yeah, uh, this team is really reliant on the on those two Chargers at the top and Herbert Neckler and yeah, I mean, tough matchup there. Yeah, definitely a tough matchup. But when those when those two guys only combine for twenty five points, yeah, you're you're gonna struggle to put up points and. You know, when you here's another team that that had to play that double tight end route with Kyle Pitts and yeah, Greg Dolchich, uh, you know, that didn't get it done. No, I mean, you know, seven points. I get it. I mean, I've been dealing with the Devin Singletary problem all year. It's just hard to like just commit to him. Um, He would have probably been the alternative player, though. Not a lot of depth on this Chubb Club team. Um, and also dealing with the Kyle Pitts nightmare, which, you know, any fantasy owner has dealt with that and the ineptitude of Marcus oh, Mariota. Um, so this was a tough loss. Um, you know, again, we talked about it. There's five teams with winning records in, in the A-League right now. Um and Alex Gandelman is in the eight hole. He's got the lowest points of those five and five teams. So um, you got to You got to you got to make a, make a stand now. Um, if if you're if you're Alex Gandelman, but definitely a huge win, though, for for Andy Z. He's in the four hole right now. Yeah. Huge win for Andy. Still some some work for for Alex to do to uh, to get himself in into the playoffs. Real quick here, though, Kyle Pitts, number 20 tight end this year. And, That's heinous. <laughs> and he's been healthy just about uh, one game he missed. He missed one hey, game. I'm telling you, it's, it's not really all his fault. I've, it, Marcus Mariota is that bad. He really is. Uh, Pitts has the athletic ability. Um, it, it's tough because you don't know if you should bench him or stick with him. It's you know, if you don't have any other options, it's just a shitty situation right now. Yeah, that's a tough one. That'll just about wrap up our week 10 review from the yeah. Federation for groups A and B. Yeah. If you're if you're ready, we're going to we're going to move forward to week 11. And just yeah. like we did last week, we're going to. Just go game by game of the NFL and just yeah. touch on it. Uh, you know, we have the the new BSC Week 11 lines for uh, each of the games. And um, I had a very disappointing B, uh, BSC last week with, with teams like the Bears and Bills in my five. Uh, the, the 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 Bears were very disappointing for everyone as they were. <laughs> oh, fuck one of the most popular picks and, and just looked like the, you know, one of those obvious plays and it just, of yeah, course, whenever that, fuck? whenever it happens, it's always a little too good to be true. And, and, yeah. and sure enough, they, they choked and chumped that one away. 
Yeah, no, uh, it, uh, defense optional for that. <laughs> All right, so let's get started with week yeah. 11. If you want to, uh, on your end, pull up uh, the, I'm ready. Of the lines here, just so you have that in front of you. We we start, though, on Thursday night. Uh, that'll be tomorrow yeah. night. It is the Green Bay Packers at home, yeah. minus three and a half. Against the Tennessee Titans on the road, I mean, this, yeah. we got two teams coming off. Um, you know, especially for the Packers, huge win after losing five in a row to yeah. come out of the doldrums, beat the Cowboys in the mm. Mike McCarthy revenge game. Uh, beautiful. That was that was beautiful. Uh, I mean, unbelievable effort, Pete. We needed that win. We desperately needed that win. <laughs> we were very, very much in trouble as a franchise, uh, just in terms of just even overall, you know, long-term outlook at that point. Mm-hmm. It was starting to, you know, I said, hey, I'm ready to turn the page here. Like, mm, yeah, I mean, you can't, it, all that losing is difficult to, to, uh, to stomach, especially against teams that you should be, you know, superior yeah. then. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, in this one, Pete, I mean, I, the Packers at home, um, I, they really committed to the run game in the, in that Dallas game. And then obviously the coming out party by Christian Watson, um, you know, that was the difference. Aaron Rodgers uh, played better. Um, so I, I, I like the direction. It, you, how much different you feel after a win? It's uh, it's very important, you know. Just yeah. get that feeling back. I mean, you forget what it feels like. So, I think the Packers start to take off a little bit now and and make a little run at it. Uh, They're not dead yet. Uh, one thing I did notice about this this line, even on on Sunday before the Packers had even played their afternoon game like they had the Thursday lineup already and yeah. and it was Packers minus 1 so just the fact that they then beat the one Cowboys game. looked yeah. good um just to see that that move you know even over to the over the three line how it is now yeah. um i think that just kind of speaks volumes to uh to the overall sentiment of the team going into this game now. I mean, the Titans are no slouch themselves. I think they've, no. they've proven that they deserve everyone's respect. Uh, I think they've definitely yeah. have have looked a hell of a lot better than anyone thought that they would this season. And you, you said, you know, establishing the run. That's what yeah. they do with Derrick Henry. And for the Packers, the key is, like, can you stop Derrick Henry in this game? Like, can you contain him? Yeah. I mean, Ryan Tannehill looked – did not – I mean, he didn't do much in that Denver game. I know they had a long play to Westbrook uh, Ikini, uh for uh, a long one. But, yeah, it, who, who, which of these teams runs the ball better is going to be, I think, the storyline in this one. And, obviously, the D train is a, a, a phenomenal specimen. We'll see how the weather plays a factor in it. It should be cold. So um, get ready. It's going to be, I think it'll be a fun game. 
yeah, it's like really shaping up for both teams to be able to do what they want to do and, and run the ball. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, this might be one of the shortest Thursday night football games. And maybe get that <laughs> clock moving a little bit. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> All right, so let's move to Sunday on, uh, you know, kind of the main slate here. No, to, to my count, no early morning. No London um, game. <laughs> England bashes or, or Europe, uh, you know. Germany. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this week. So, we, you know, we got the good old U.S. of A here. And yeah. what's more United States than seeing the New York Giants take on the Detroit Lions oh, the battle boy, yeah. here? We got the Giants at home. They're minus three against Detroit. This Giants team, it feels like they just keep winning. I think they're they they just had a bye this past week. Yeah. Um, or or did they play? I think they did play. They beat the Texans. Yeah, they did play. Well, yeah. Oh, th- they had a bye last week. So <laughs> um yeah. But this Lions team too is is come up with a couple of big wins, you <laughs> right? Know, the, the last couple of weeks, uh, this is really one of those like toss up games, and I think there's going to be some interesting splits in in terms of you know, who ends up taking who. Um, yeah, I mean the Giants. I mean it's the Saquon Barkley show. It just is. Um, he has had a resurgence. Um, he's the number four running back on the year. Um, I mean, last week, Pete, he had 35 totes. I mean, he, you know, that's like college numbers, you know, like it, it, it's goofy. Um, we know about Detroit. We know about Dan Campbell. We know about the excitement that they bring. That team loves to compete. You know, they, they have a great attitude about them. You know, I'm not a big Jared Goff guy, um, but, you know, they're going to, they're going to play hard and, I think the Giants are a little bit uh, overrated. I don't think they're as good of a team as their record is. But, you know, that being said, their coach also brings kind of a that sort of flash attitude um, like Dan Campbell. So this should be kind of a fun one, even though it's not the, the teams you would think uh, would be that fun to necessarily see. Mon Ross, St. Brown, number f- yeah. number 15 wide receiver on the season now. A threat. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely has to be the 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 best fantasy option for, for the Lions. There's other definitely. than like him and Swift and I guess Jamal well, you, Williams. Well, you kind of got a you kind of got a backfield by committee there. So that's you know not a really good one way or the other if you're you know, you'd you'd like to have it be one guy or the other if you're playing, you know, DFS or it's hard to kind of differentiate between those two guys right now. Yeah, and I mean, good luck if a guy like your boy Usher Raymond goes off or <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or or whatever. Then in in that yeah, one. so Khalif. I I think this this game will be interesting. I'm I have no clue which way I would lean. I I, I typically like to lean to the home team and in, in the, in the toss up situations like that. But like, yeah, I, I don't know if there's really an edge to that at all. It just turns, it, it feels like it ends up going 50, 50. And if anything, you, yeah. just, you, you get caught off guard when you lose that. <laughs> if those anything. Hurt. Yeah. Those hurt when you lose those coin flip games. So maybe try to find a better spot, but it, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It's it's definitely going to be you know some energy in that game, and 
and you know it could go either way so it's truly a toss-up yeah speaking of toss-ups are the next i heard that matt stafford was going to be playing in this game i i mean from the ram side that's like an, an absolute must yeah. because that backup yes. last week did not look good at all. Uh, yes, John Wolford. Or- and, uh, yeah, John John Wolford. And, you know, like we said, this team's playing without Cooper Cup now. So, yeah. you know, lost, uh, lost the, the very best weapon on the team. I, I guess good thing for, you know, Allen Robinson owners, if you, yeah. if you, if you held yeah. on to him and um, probably. Van Jefferson, maybe. Yeah, Van Jefferson. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, it might just be Higby. It might be Higby who, yeah. who turns out Higby. getting the most, the most catches on the team. Um, good luck trying to figure <laughs> out their running back situation. Yeah, that's, that's still uh, a nightmare right now. That's, that's, it basically defines what their season's been, which has also been a nightmare. I, I, on the Saints side, though, uh, not really much to like about them either, other than Alvin Kamara and, uh, you know, Chris Olave's looked fantastic this year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, from a fantasy wise, uh, I mean, do you want to, do you want to gamble and play the, the Taysom Hill game? This probably, no. the, this, this might be the game to do it. <laughs> this is the type it, of game it, where he would shine. It, yeah. I, I, I don't understand the Saints and their quarterback situation. I know we alluded to this on a different podcast. Uh, I don't know why Jameis Winston is not starting for them. I don't know what Andy Dalton does for you. Um, I would actually like to rather see them start Taysom Hill. You know, like, it, I, they don't make any sense to me right now. And other than Kamara and Olave, um Maybe Juwan Johnson a little bit. I've liked him at the tight end spot. He's, he's kind of a specimen. But that being said, uh, this is, again, one of the – there's a lot of ugly football games these days. There, there's a lot of teams that aren't really that fun to watch. You really got to grind it out with one of these teams. And this Ram-Saints game just smells like a grind fest. Well, as we get to week 11 here now with 10 weeks under your belt, like some of these teams, they, they just know that they're not in it anymore. And yeah. And and I think both the saints and the Rams are in that bucket. These are teams that obviously they're going to keep playing, but like they're not going to win the championship this year. And I, and I think they're smart enough and they know that. Yeah, there is a realization that comes when you're you're not you you have to play it out for pride and um you know you have to continue to battle but yeah there is a difference in expectation when you know that you're not at the level especially for the Rams who won the Super Bowl last year you know the how big of a drop off you know that they're having so it's it'll be a weird game uh, that line is a little weird to me uh you know, if Stafford plays, you know, I still think he's decent. He's definitely the better quarterback between him and Dalton, but we'll see. That's a weird one in the Bayou. Well, and that New Orleans team is three and seven this year. Yeah, they're three and seven. The Rams are three and six. So, yeah, I, I I love fading the Saints typically. Yeah, you've been waiting for that for a for a lot of years now, and, and now you're. You're able to you you've been uh, analyzing them a little bit better this year. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I just don't this doesn't feel like a week where that like screams like oh you know fade against them. So yeah, um, you know good. I probably good luck to everyone in that matchup. It 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 
it's just one of those that feels kind of even nasty, even from a fantasy side. So, right. Uh, let's move to the next game on the slate. We have, it looks like the biggest, biggest favorite on the week. It is the Baltimore Ravens minus 13 taking on the yeah. Carolina Panthers. Almost two, two touchdown underdogs there. I believe Baker Mayfield is starting for Carolina yeah, this is. week. Yeah, he is. Yes, he um, is. I've heard everyone say each time a different guy starts for the Panthers, I hear someone say, oh, yeah, he's better than the other guys. And it's like <laughs> they're all bad. And and this team yeah. is not good. This Ravens team, uh, I believe I just saw they're six and three on the year now. Yeah. And they've won. They've won three games in a row. You know, they're kind of hitting their stride. They're coming off their bye. Yeah. This, this feels like a situation where they should they should just be able to roll. Um but if, if you never know from like a fantasy wise though, like who can you even target from the Ravens? I mean, it, it's well, kind of just it, Lamar Jackson and that's Mark Andrews, obviously, if he plays, uh is obviously a must start, but yeah, then after that, I mean, it looked like Drizzy Drake was kind of taking over that backfield, but if Gus Edwards gets back in that mix, you, you don't want to have anything to do with that because they'll lean on both of those guys. Um, the receivers, I mean, it, all he had was that Monday night game to go on and none of them did anything, Duvernay and Robinson specifically. So it's just like a fade fest, you know? I mean, other than Mark Andrews, who you know is a premier talent, it, it's hard to identify. It could be any of those guys that make a play. So nobody that I really want to be playing, though, in, in lineups. I guess if you're Carolina, we talked about Deontay Foreman, who who had yeah. a, man, a monster game. Chuba Har- Hubbard is back in that backfield as well. So, like, they have a healthy stable of guys to – to throw yeah, at and their you. defense isn't the worst either. So I, I, I could see them maybe making it a close game ish. But then again, I mean, is Baker Mayfield might just be trash? So well, I, I guess the the only thing you can say about him is yes, he has played against the Ravens twice a year. Yeah, year. he he's familiar with their team. He is, um, but yeah, that. I just don't know if they have the talent. <laughs> I mean, when when we talk about a guy like DJ Moore, we're never on DJ Moore, <laughs> no. and I'm still not on. DJ I'm still not Moore. on DJ. There was one week where it was like, ah <laughs> oh, man, DJ Moore. <laughs> I mean, against Atlanta, yeah, that that Atlanta game, but yeah, I mean, I think you have to roll Foreman out there regardless because he has had a couple of he's had, he's looked like the best running back in that stable. And the Ravens I can give up yards. They did make the move to get Roquan Smith. So I think their defense is in a primary play the Baltimore defense for sure. They're yeah, they're in a they're 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 in a primary position, uh, I think, to 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 do some really good things here as the season goes on. And um definitely that's that's where I would go with it, but yeah, again, a couple teams where there's just not a lot of guys that you can even throw out there. So yeah, oh. yeah this this that'll be interested to see how that how that shakes out if the Panthers are able to uh, at least make it a game and 
and stick with it and, you know, maybe right. lose by 10 or some bullshit like that. Um, <laughs> how about this next one? So, so I heard something, <laughs> a, a weather radar here. Okay. That in the upper New York I, area. I did hear about this. That yeah. They're, that they're, they could get anywhere between two to like four feet of snow feet. between. That was feet. feet. Yes. Between Thursday and Sunday. Um, <laughs> I mean, let that sink in a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, football wise, uh, playing a game in the, in the elements. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't even know if they would have the game if there was that much snow. I, it, it's hard. I'm trying to think back. There's the the games that I remember probably. I think there was maybe a Buffalo Miami game. A couple of those games that they probably played in Buffalo or New York that have had those you know insurmountable amounts of snow, and you just then it's all about the running game. You know, at that point, if you can't, if you get that much snow where it's it's coming down in, in droves, even for, you know, Josh Allen, who, you know, there's some question marks anyways. Um, it comes down to playing in the run game at that point, which Cleveland can run the ball. So uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. That that has to be the first thing that, that jumps out about this Cleveland team is, you know, Nick Chubb has been amazing at, at running yeah. back this season. And, and, you know, they have a competent uh, second fiddle team too there in in right cream hunt as well so i i mean if if this is a game that will come down to the to the elements and whatnot um yeah that's you no know, with this point spread that's that definitely will be interesting the cleveland's defense got chewed up though in miami last week so buffalo's defense also didn't look very good against minnesota um man i, I was watching actually a little bit of a college game tonight uh, Western Michigan versus Central Michigan, and there was a bunch of snow on the field, and and it it was it played a lot of havoc in the game. So it was it, it's I love watching snow games. It's the ultimate uh, uh, it's the ultimate football weather is playing in the snow. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I I'm definitely rooting for there to be some kind of weather situation in this one, just so we can. Yeah experience that on, on this Sunday of what's otherwise kind of like a very blah noon slate of games, actually. As yeah, we, it does look like it's kind of as, blah. As we continue on here, uh, let's move to this next one. This this might be, I haven't been looking at totals here, but I see the Atlanta Falcons and immediately, you know, it has to be a higher scoring game. Yeah. Their defense is atrocious. Yeah. This one, they're at home, minus three and a half fa- point favorites against the Chicago Bears. Oh boy, there they are again, the Bears. This, this Chicago's Bears team, who has been electric on offense, they traveled down to Atlanta to play in the dome. Perfect yeah. situation for any and all of their guys on in in fantasy. Yeah. They did they did lose uh, Khalil Herbert to injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big loss for uh well good for anybody who had Montgomery. Yeah. So Le- leaving uh, leaving the lead lead roll back finally to David to the Montgomery. great depth, David Montgomery. Yes. That, that Setting is it great. up perfectly for his second half of the season run like he typically yes. has. <laughs> this is the story that he usually tells for sure. 
Uh, um, yeah. So I, the Justin Fields show, Peter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the, the storyline in this game for sure. I mean, it, it to me, it looks like it's going to roll on. Um, it, I don't know if I mean, I don't think you can expect forty points a week out of a player. I mean, it, that's he's really operating at the high end right now. But you know, against this Atlanta team, on the flip side, uh, there should be opportunity available for him. And um, he he's just been a fantasy wizard. He's been the fantasy, the most important fantasy piece um, over these last couple of weeks. You know, he's put together this stretch. You, you talked about Monty. I think you, there's a little bit of an emergence out of Cole Komet and possibly Mooney's at least getting you like 10 to 12 points a game. He's still, he's, he's fields guy. Like that's his guy. Yeah. They, they got some other guys, but I, I think he's still, he, he might be playable in this matchup. Uh, if, if they ever do finally, you know, complete a couple of long passes, but I mean, for that Atlanta offense, Peter, I, I don't know what to make of it anymore. It's, I, I, I like Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I really think they're good players, and they just don't do do. They just don't put up fantasy stats because they're quarterbacks. So, um, it's it's a little infuriating. Yeah, that's got to be disappointing. I mean, with those guys and and playing the Bears here. Uh, th- so the one thing about the Bears now that their offense looks really good. It's rolling. Their and- defense is terrible. <laughs> exactly. The defense is awful. So it it actually is a good situation for for some of these Falcon yeah. guys on offense, but the problem is, is like you said, there's just no track record, there's no reliability. Probably yeah. the one guy that I would feel the best about on the team yeah. would have to be Patterson. You think uh, so? Yeah. Uh, you, think, uh, you know, yeah. of all people, if he's healthy and he's out there, I, I mean, the run game is is what they do. And yeah. it's been him and it's actually been Tyler, Tyler Aguilar. Yeah, they got a stable of backs, you know, like that's what worries me. I, I, I've been playing. I played Cordero Patterson last week in a in a survivor league and and I, I was able to survive by a couple of points, but he really struggled yeah, he in that one. Week. That's for sure. You know, and I worry about like, you know, because I mean, like you said, Tyler Algier had eight carries. Uh, Caleb Huntley had five carries. Uh, even Avery Williams got in there for four carries. Patterson had five carries. So it's it's really I don't know who the it's a great spot they should be able to run the ball and theoretically you would think it would be Patterson but I just I have concern about that so it's something I'm invested in is that run attack right now yeah uh, uh, there's definitely going to be eyes on this game and I mean with how well fields has looked you know on the at the same time you know like he he threw a key interceptive, a key pick six in that game. Yeah, actually, really, a, that was a bad one and, too. And ultimately, you know, they choked the game away. They should have won that game. He did have a huge, you know, you know, some other yeah. huge plays down the stretch where yeah, he, he helped he helped keep them back in the game. But you know, with with as well as he's looked, you know, he's still not a complete quarterback. And in, in no, terms of he, win wins and losses, you know, yeah. The, this Bears team isn't quite there yet. So this, I think this three and a half line makes the game very interesting. One of those Definitely. where, 
you, you know, people are going to be on the bears and taking that hook and oh boy, and the hook again. And, and I will, will not be. And will the hook, um, you know, come into play here? It, it very it well could. could. It could. It could. It should be a close game again with the two kind of bad teams again. You know. Yeah. Let's move to the next matchup on the slate. Here we have the Indianapolis Colts at home. Yeah. Plus, plus a touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles who are coming yeah. off a loss on Monday night here. Story of this one, Jeff Saturday, new head coach of, yeah. of the Colts here comes in a very polarizing move, um, but ignited the team to, to a win uh, in, in his first game. Granted it was against the Raiders and they're, they're yeah. pretty, pretty bad, but they're putrid. That I think this team was was excited to to pick up that win, and you know it, it's a team that's going to want to compete the rest of the way out. Yeah, we talked about it, like how controversial it was that uh, some of the the coaching purists don't like that. You know, sort of an outsider, a guy with no experience, came in, was just given the opportunity. But you know, Saturday's a guy who was a Pro Bowler. Uh, offensive lineman he, he's a respected player um a guy that really believes in the run game so i think he's going to get back to the roots there matt ryan is is the better option for them i think you know i have a lot of investment in their in their players especially their receivers you know michael Pittman specifically um but you know i think there, I think it was a move where he is an interim coach and they wanted to keep a build an attitude. And, and they did that last week and they got a key win. I'm interested to see what Philadelphia was. I think they're a little bit overrated, Peter. I really well, do. They the Philly team definitely had been, you know, just kind of rolling along and yeah, and, and really kind of making it look easy. They're, they're um, good. I'm not saying they're not, they're good. But they weren't undefeated good. You know what I mean? Like, they- oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, going into that Monday game, like, I I haven't been on the Commanders very much this year. They're a tough team to get yeah. to get a hold of. But like, it felt like a good situation for them on that Monday night. Yeah, they like, won that thing outright. And, yeah, and, and it exactly. And you, but you could just tell early on that like this was going to be a competitive divisional game. Right, they were going to be there. They're gonna be there, and so now the key, like how how do the Eagles respond? You know, yeah, it, after getting you know punched in the throat at home, yeah, on, on a big stage like that when you're expected to win. This is a really gonna be a compelling game because it's in Indy. Um, you know, some of those receivers are a little beat up. Um, the Eagles' defense has been really good, so I think obviously Matt Ryan is not he's not good. Matt Ryan is not good, but he's better than, you know, Sam Ellinger. So, yes. um, I, I, this is a, this is one of those games. This is actually a game I'm, I'm very looking forward to watching. I, I think this will be, this is kind of a really compelling one and one I'm going to definitely have my eyes on. Well, I, I think a lot of people were very quick to fade the Colts last week. I think just assuming that they were just not going to be any good and, yeah. and, but they legit like threw everyone for a little bit of a, a loop where they're 20 minutes before the game, it, you know, comes out, Hey, we're starting Matt Ryan. FYI, like, I like, gonna, that. like basically like, Hey, guess what? We're going to try to win today. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think they were they, that Frank Reich just got desperate because, you know, it, Matt Ryan, again, is not good. But, you know, to throw Sam Ellinger out there who, you know, had no experience in and it's not like he's a, a top ballot type blue chip quarterback no, prospect. No, no. He's kind of a guy. Um, it felt really desperate, but it, it's kind of all that he had left. And I think the safe move, they wanted to just get back. I mean, Matt Ryan's got a, a ton of experience. He's been out there. And, you know, the Raiders had the problems of their own. So it was a really, it was a really good coaching decision. I, I don't know if that was Jeff Saturday's decision, but if it was, it was really well done. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean – I always think of this in the back of my mind and it's like, let's be real. Like this Colts team still has never recovered from just Andrew luck, just like up and quitting and retiring. And, and they've been reaching and trying to fix this quarterback problem ever since with all these just different veterans that they just keep, you know, they're grasping at it. You know, they're, they're trying for it. And ultimately what this, this team needs is a new young franchise quarterback as all teams need. Right. Um, uh, so I, and the more I think of it with the Jeff Saturday situation, it, it doesn't matter if the guy has experience or not. Maybe this is just Jim Ursay saying, hey, who's who's someone that I trust to get to gather intel and gather an opinion on the state yeah. of our franchise for the rest of our season? Because guess what? We're going to need to make a big decision regarding a, a new franchise QB, whether yeah. that be a big blockbuster trade for for. Jordan Love, you know, yeah, like a situation like that, or they go out and you know either trade up in the draft or or just take someone outright, you know, whatever. All all things that are on the table. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch, though. I'm I'm looking forward to this game a lot. Yeah, I feel like I've talked about the Colts way more than I have ever needed to this season. But <laughs> they, they 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 there's something about that team that uh, there's there's talking points there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, speaking of talking points, how about this this uh, fucking AFC East battle here? Mm. The New England Patriots at home, minus three and a half against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. 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 Three and a half point dogs on the road. Uh, Man, I mean, these both these teams have been gritty this season, a little inconsistent, but they're both over 500. The Jets are six and three, and New England is five and four. I think New England won a matchup. In, yeah, in New handily. York earlier this year, handily. So I, you got to think that they they kind of have you know a little extra bit of confidence in the, in this uh, quote unquote rivalry game here. It's the Bill Belichick special. <laughs> I mean, when you're when you when he has young quarterbacks and and he's playing against guys you know like um, uh, for the Jets, uh, it's slipping my mind right now. Their quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach yeah. Wilson. Yeah, I mean, well, his play is kid, his play is forgettable too. So. <laughs> you know, I think they were just on a bye last week. I, they I, were, I, they I, for, were. I forgot they existed. Uh, but Zach Wilson, a uh, good young prospect, good young kid. But you know, Bill Belichick is the master. He he knows how to to scheme games up, especially against young quarterbacks, giving them a lot of different looks. Last time the New England defense dominated the over-under in this game is 38. It's the lowest on the board. Uh, the, the Jets defense has been good um, as well. But you heard me say it that 
when this team lost Brees Hall, I, I just feel like that was the heart of their team. I, I don't think they've been the same since that injury. The defense is still, you know, has an attitude and, and has been good, but you know, I, I just don't see um another I, I don't like any other players in a fantasy situation this week against the New England defense. That's no, for sure. I, I mean there's um, there's no one that you can feel confident in whatsoever. Maybe Garrett Wilson, the the rookie, but you know, that's yeah, there's <laughs> There's been weird, weird shit going on with Elijah Moore, uh, like all season long, where like yeah, he like requested a trade and <laughs> they didn't you know, trade him then, <laughs> right? But like, I think it's just him getting upset because like they're not going to be you know like a passing attack offense. It's no, you know, the Salah led offense is going to be you know more based on the on the ground and 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 you could tell that once. They already had Michael Carter. They drafted Brees Hall. Hall gets right. hurt. They go out and trade James for James Robinson. James too. Robinson, yeah. Yeah, it, they're a meat and potatoes type of offense. All right, Jerry, you were back at it. We got chopped off there. You were just going, you're just about to go ham on, on Stevenson <laughs> and, and yeah. how, how big of a factor he's been for the Patriots this season. Well, yeah, I love Stevenson, and I love that the fact that they figured out that he's the bell cow of their team. He he's a physical specimen. Looks to me to be a, a real real good talent, and I think they're scheming it up a little better. Their Mac Jones is you know his receivers. Jacoby Myers has been playing pretty good. Um, they've just been playing better. That New England team's been playing pretty solid football. So you know. I, I, but Stevenson's the guy you want to play in this matchup. I think uh, he's definitely um, just the main guy in, in for, for that team. Yeah, I would say like the the injury to to Damian Harris has definitely helped Stevenson. You know, take the foothold there. But it, you can see Stevenson is he he's more of like a two way player, whereas Harris is just kind of strictly one of those like just run first guy, right. And, and he's not going to give you much in the pass game there. So, so Steven Stevenson, probably the only guy on that Patriots offense that you can trust from a fantasy right. perspective. Yeah. A lot of fades in this game though. Otherwise. Yeah. This is still a sick one. Um, again, you, you throw that, that hook, that half point in there that that's uh, always interesting to see how this one will, uh, till shake up. Another another close one though in, in terms of spread wise though so we'll see how that one goes. Let's move to the this is going to be the last game in the of the noon central time here. It's another one with a hook. We got a home dog here. We got the Houston Texans plus three and a half taking on the Commanders minus three and a half on the road here after their big Monday night victory. Um, this Texans team has looked awful. They, yeah. they, they haven't, they haven't looked very good at all, actually, other than Damian Pierce. And Man. they're going to just keep running this kid into the ground until, uh, you know, he can't run anymore. Basically. I, I worry about Damian Pierce. Cause I mean, he has been sensational and he, he runs hard. And I mean, I've watched a lot. Of, I've, I was big on him. You were big on him. Um, we both really like he's, him and he's been as advertised. He he is their offense. I mean, 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. Davis Mills is not uh, a quarterback that should be starting games. He's just not good. And they have to come to that realization. They're going to have to be another team in the quarterback market. They need to upgrade there. Uh, that being said, they have some with Cooks coming back. Um, they have a couple of weapons, you know, uh, with Nico Collins, Cooks. So there's a couple of guys out there where like they could be at least like formidable in this game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Damian Pierce has been the guy and he's a, he's a must start every week. So, um, I would, you got to roll him out there in this one, especially at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you touched on Davis mills and how he's just a quarterback. Like you just know, he doesn't have it. He's just not good no. enough. He, he doesn't have the no. moxie, you no. know, how about a guy on the other side who has proven that he does have the moxie? Yeah. And yes, Taylor he Heineke, he, you know, he doesn't have the greatest talent in the world, I would say. Yeah. But, but he definitely has he, he definitely has the heart. And, yeah. you know, the, the game plan, yeah, you, you can't commend them enough for how they looked against the Eagles. Yeah. The, the run game and the domination of, you know, just uh, controlling the, the, the ball the one, two combo of, uh, of Robinson and yeah. And, um, uh, Gibby and, and Gibson. Yeah, obviously Gibby. Um, yeah. It, I don't see how that wouldn't continue in this game. If right. As long as that victory over the Eagles wasn't like too high of high. Yeah. You know, let down, like let down yeah. game. Well, it's, no, I, and it's set up to be a letdown game. <laughs> the it long story is, short there. It definitely is, but they have a real good, real good like camaraderie going. Ron Rivera's done a really good job. That that team plays really hard for him. It's a good um, coach. That that's he, a he, true measure of a good coach. He I know he's had tragedy. I think he had cancer. I know his yeah. mom recently passed away. They play hard for him, you know, and it's inspiring. It really is. And um, I, 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 I kind of got to root for the commanders a little bit. They're, they're kind of a team I root for Taylor Heineke. He's got a little of that Tim Tebow in him. He's got that. It's that effect, bro, where sometimes you get a Doug Flutie in there or a Tim Tebow. And it's maybe not guys that have the prototypical talent that you would want out of a, you know, a Josh Allen or a Herbert or a physical specimen of that nature. But there's more to the game about heart and moxie. And that Taylor Heineke kid, man, he he brings the energy to the field. And there's something to be said for that. So, um, man, it's 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 a good they got a good thing going there and I, I am rooting for them. And I think they, they will find a way to keep them themselves up and not overlook this, this Texans opponent. So uh, I, I like, and I like some of their fantasy players too, and McLaren and the running backs uh, specifically. Yeah. I, I thought it was very notable in, in that game against the Eagles again, to touch on that, but the the connection between Heineke and McLaren was yeah. pretty, pretty automatic. That was the one guy when they did decide to pass it, Heineke was not hesitating to hit him on quick slants and and, and some deep ones. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it was it was basically McLaren every single time. Every time he yeah. threw it, uh, he was coming up with the big plays. So 
yeah, the, this one should be interesting. I think in terms of for the fantasy players in here, I, I think everyone does have a good spot. You know, even even for the Texans side, the you yeah. know Pierce and, and and the receivers is as long as Mills you know can move the ball a little bit, they should be all right. Um, yeah, in terms of you know outcomes and whatnot, you would think that the road team here would be in a good situation, but hey, you never know. That's right. where this is where you never hey, know, and, and with that hook yeah, and, and there's a hook, yeah, there's a hook, and, and if, uh, uh, what is Kai Fairburn? You know, now <laughs> Kai Fairburn. Yeah, I mean, but the Texas, you never know. It's weird shit like it's, that. It's it's a weird game in that respect from the spread standpoint, and. Uh, I don't think the Texans defense has a lot going for it either. So it's, uh, I will see, but I think it's, you, there's some, definitely some opportunity there and it's in a dome. So there's some offensive uh, potential there. Yeah. Let's move to the three o'clock slate in the afternoon. Yeah. The first game is an AFC West battle of slumpers this year. It is the Denver Broncos. Minus three at home against the Raiders. Oh boy, yeah, there you go. Who are man? Both of these teams, like I said, they've been slumping. Neither, yeah. neither team looks good, and nothing's going well um, for either of them. Uh, we got you know first year head coaches on these teams in both scenarios. Yeah, mixed with with veteran quarterbacks though in the league. Yeah, now. and and in both cases they just can't get they just can't get it done Dude. you know i i i'll start with the raiders pete like i heard that Derek carr uh press conference and he said that basically i mean he was crying at the podium like he there's a there's a an emotional problem there in, in las vegas right now and where he 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 kind of alluded to that not everybody's invested i uh, I, I did hear that line i think yeah like Devante said something like that too yeah i mean obviously their defense is is putrid so um they do have the offensive firepower but um they they haven't quite been able to put it all together, uh, especially with Darren Waller being out. So it, it there's there's some issues there for the Raiders, but they they got some studs uh, from the fantasy perspective. And you know, you guy, you're you're always going to play Adams and Jacobs, that's for sure. Yeah, those guys have been phenomenal this year. Um, I mean, especially the Adams of late too. It's, yeah, it, it's not like. Uh, you know, they're not, not winning because of those guys, you know, um, no, I mean, say what you will about Derek Carr and, and if, you know, he can actually be a winning quarterback that yeah, there it is. Huh? Remains yeah. to be seen. And, I mean, that's, that's where, that's where they're going to, you know, have to take a look at, but you know, you, you just signed Devontae Adams to a huge deal. Yeah. He came, he came there because he wanted to play with Derek Carr. Yeah. And so that I don't think Derek Carr's the problem necessarily. Again, it, their defense. I mean, they have nothing going on that defense. It's terrible. No, um, I don't. You know, they, there's been some problems with. I mean, Carr is definitely not. He's not. The problem with him is like if you ranked him, he's probably like the 11th best quarterback. You know, like, and that's just where he is. Yeah. You, you know, like he he's he's not a top 10 guy. 
but he's not a he's not Davis Mills, you know. So like, well, yes, yeah. where are you, you know, with that? So it, it's interesting. Um, uh, is Russell Wilson a top twenty quarterback anymore? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, not the way <laughs> things are looking, man. Like he. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's just, there's no consistency out of him. And and the thing that kind of just surprises me and it makes me scratch my head more and more is like, I feel like they, they always get guys involved in the offense that like aren't necessarily the featured guys. Yeah. Like, so sometimes like the, the big plays will, you know, they'll surprise you and surprise a defense, you know, from time to time. But like in the long term, like like why is like Sutton and like I, now Judy's hurt, but like these guys should be your leading receivers each and every game. Like you should be right. these guys with targets. And, right. And, and in terms of the running game, like I don't know what their deal is like with Melvin Gordon, but like. I don't see any reason why he's not getting like 15, you know, just carries a game. Like they've never committed. They never committed to giving their best players the ball and they're not a winning team now because of it. I mean, I, I, you got to look at that as being a coaching issue. I mean, they brought in Nathaniel Hackett uh, from green Bay, which just shows you again, that he was another kind of an overrated clown, uh, that was made by Aaron Rodgers, uh, that, that as far as I look at it. And again, you you look at this team, uh, I I don't know why those they have a lot of talent on that team. You know, I mean, anybody would want to have Jerry Judy or, or Sutton or I mean, that Dulcich was had a couple of decent games, too. And I don't know. They just like Latavius Murray, huh? <laughs> you know, like I mean, he's played, he's played admirably, but, but I, I more but, so yeah. like, like as soon as like Williams got hurt though, that there it is. Why yeah. did you not just like immediately feature Melvin Gordon? They just kind of, it's like, they just like, yeah, no, we don't want he's to use like, Melvin at all. I don't know. If, like, I agree. I think Melvin's still the better player. I just don't know if he's featureable at this point. I mean, he, he's been in the league now enough time where I, I don't know if, He's featureable, but he to me, yeah, he is better than Murray. So I I don't know what the hell's going on with that team. And and Russ just seems to be weird. He seems like he's just a weird dude. Um he's he's, he's weird. He's like he's with the high leg. He's Hollywood, man. Shit. He's Hollywood. That's what he is. Yeah, he's, yeah maybe he's Hollywood. Yeah, I he, guess so. He's he kind of sold out a little a little bit ago. He made him, you know, it's like team. He just might be part of a cult or something. For all I don't know, know if their offensive line has been that good either as part of a of another issue there. So, uh, But as far as a fantasy situation, I think you just got to play everybody you can in this matchup. I mean, you know, the Raiders guys, you're only going to play, you know, the, their, their, their studs, the two studs. I mean, maybe the tight end Moreau, if he's in there again for Waller. Uh, you could maybe throw him in there again. Denver's D hasn't been bad, you know. So, um, but then the Denver guys, anybody you can get in there, you get them in there. Uh, because that Raiders team, again, they don't stop anybody. So, yeah, um, maybe this is the Russell Wilson kind of. Maybe he can get it going a little bit this week. 
Yeah, divisional game here. Um, well, it'll be interesting. I, I think these teams always always battle pretty pretty hard here. Yeah, and, but rivalry. It, I mean, in terms of records here, Denver's three and six, and Vegas is two and seven. So, Damn. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, really, th- these are like two of the worst teams in in the AFC. Disappointing yeah. seasons. That really means is. That means we've said way too much about them. I guess let's, so. <laughs> let's move to the next game here. Um, in in this afternoon slate, we got another divisional battle. This time, the AFC North. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off their bye. They're plus four at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. I think another team Rivalry. that's coming. Another team that is coming off a bye as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, both. No, I don't even think the Steelers had a bye. That that's completely they false. The they beat the Saints. They beat the Saints. It's like yeah. it's like I don't know what I and I took the Steelers to beat the Saints. Yeah, yeah, you did. You won that game. <laughs> so you know, okay. Well, the Bengals were on bye last week. Either they were way. on bye. They Either were on bye. So these teams played in Week One this season. I remember the Bengals yeah. were at home and they were minus like seven or eight. And I took them, and they did, lost the game outright. That's right, Pittsburgh yeah. Team, um, I, uh, now definitely, <laughs> you know, scenarios have changed a little bit as as time goes on. But what that tells me, though, that no matter what, this is going to be a tough matchup. And oh yeah, I think you know, seeing this line be you know only four points, that tells you exactly that. Yeah, I mean the the this is a old school blood and guts rivalry. These teams do not like each other. There's a been these teams have battled for a long time. Um, you know, you look at the Bengals, they they still have the, some stars there. Uh Joe Burrow obviously is, you know, a top tier quarterback with Tyler Boyd, with uh T Higgins with Joe Mixon. These are all guys you're going to start. I mean, it, I mean, I think Chase is still out for a couple. Is he still out for a couple more weeks? And still, or is he getting closer? I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. I don't think he's, he's definitely not back yet. Yeah. So you're going to play I'll, all your. I'll find a skinny on him. Yeah, you're, you're going to keep go, playing all your Bengals guys, but uh, Pittsburgh got that nice win. They're they're riding with Kenny Pickett, the rookie. Um, you know, I, they're, they're, they're fantasy guys though. I mean, the young kid, um, uh, the receiver, uh, can't pull his name out. Right. Pickens Pickens has, but he had a couple, he had a touchdown or two. Do you have two touchdowns last week? He had a rushing touchdown. I know, but he's starting to make some flash plays for them. They got rid of Claypool. Um, so in Deontay Johnson is still there. The running game is in shambles, but um, you know, I would still try to play at least Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up. uh, We got Jamar Chase here. He's definitely out. He's not okay. He 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 he's not practicing yet. Um, So he's still a few weeks away. Probably it says that he probably won't be ready until like week twelve. Uh, okay, so maybe so, so, so maybe next, next week. week or the week after. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and, yeah. And, and then just of note, obviously, the last time that the Bengals played, uh, Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. <laughs> oh, that was that game. Okay. <laughs> can't, can't forget to mention that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it just it just shows you what this Bengals offense is capable of doing for sure. When when they get rolling in games, right? And, I mean, obviously, not always. You know, five touchdowns by someone is obviously like crazy. But just think yeah. how many games there are. You know, where Chase has two long balls and 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 yeah. Burrow has you know three hundred and fifty yards and three four touchdowns. Like this offense is so dangerous. Right. Um, at any given moment, it can just kind of go off. And from like a fantasy wise, it's like, you know, at a DFS or something like uh, uh, these are like slate winning guys, you know, right. These combos and matchups. I totally agree. I mean, with the, the talent is there that they represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year. So they, they you, you know, the quality that they have. Um, this will be a, a weird, a interesting game though. It's going to be a battle. Um, but I'm playing all, I mean, you, you just play all those guys. If you got them, you play them, you know, yeah. that's simple as that. Yeah. And moving to our next game, this is another yeah. game where it, if you got them, you start them, you play them <laughs> in this one, this has to be, you know, like a, a code game of the week or definitely yeah. a candidate to be so it's the Minnesota Vikings at home plus one and a half, actually Wow, interesting yeah. line at home against the Dallas Cowboys slight favorites. I mean, I, I know that the books always, they always know that they're going to get money on the Cowboys and whatnot. So I, I, I mean, are they trying to entice people? I like, I, Definitely. I don't, <laughs> I think they're trying to get Vikings money out there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah. They're, they're basically, they're throwing it up to you. I mean, Minnesota's eight and one coming off that crazy win in, in Buffalo, the wildest game of all time. That's for sure. Uh, this was the one line that just immediately stuck out to me where it just looked like, huh? Like this is just, it just it, it's it a sucker line. It just screams chaos. Minnesota has been the luckiest football team all year. Um, they had no business winning that game against the Bills. They they lucked out. I mean, it, you're it. It's a once in a lifetime play. The where, where Josh Allen's going to fumble a play where literally all he has to do is fall forward and the game is over. I mean, it's just a it's a fluke play. They've had some of these fluke wins. Um, I I think Minnesota is criminally overrated. Um, but their offensive players, on the other hand, they have a loaded offensive lineup. Um, I don't think their defense is that good, but when you have Justin Jefferson and Hawk and Thielen and Kirk Cousins and uh, Osborne and Cook, they're loaded on that side of the ball. So you, you have to give them respect, in, at least in that in that part of the game. Yeah, and then, you know, on the other side, this Cowboys team, they finally get Dak back in there. Yeah. You know, but they lose they lose Zeke, but in turn, that allows them to play Pollard, yeah. who's, who's right. ultimately, I think we think, is the better player, yes. or at least, a, you know, more dynamic guy, big play guy. Clearly. Um, but it's like they just can't you know, really get it going. Like, 
if they took a step forward, you know, that was taking kind of a step back, losing against the Packers there. Yeah, I I mean, is Dak Prescott just not that dude? Is like, is it just come to the point where like he's I think just the like injuries have hurt him over time? Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. I mean, I just again, he's just not as he's like again one of those like he's I I kind of look at him as like a, a David Carr where he's you know maybe the 10th, 11th, 12th best quarterback, you know, but he's clearly outmatched um, when he goes against superior quarterbacks. And, you know, we, at least you saw CD lamb. I mean, he, he looked, you know, he, he threw a party against the Packers last week. Um, Dak's capable of getting his guys fantasy numbers. I mean, like you said, play everybody in this one. Um, Tony Pollard clearly should be their bell cow running back. I mean, he, to me, looks like a really good option. I don't know why you'd want Zeke to keep eating up his carries like in, in, and kind of being ineffective. I know they're paying him a bunch of money. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to play everybody you can. The Dalton Schultz is another guy who came back and he really looked good. So, um, lot play everybody in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I mean, I I don't really know how this will shake out in terms of, you know, wins and loss here because it could really kind of go either way. This this like you said, this Vikings team, some they just keep winning. They just find ways yeah. to win. Um, Is the Dallas D going to step up again? It looked like they got kind of exposed a little last week. A little bit. They, I mean, the, will, will they the, get, get it going again? Or, you know, it, it looked like they just had a, a rough week last week. Well, the, the one area um, where they are not the strongest is in the run defense. So the, yeah. that's where the Packers were able to do what they do, you know, best. Um, are the Vikings going to be able to establish that run on, on, on the Cowboys, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be that sort of. I think it'll just be more up tempo sort of game. Yeah, so, that I agree with you on that. I, so, I think it will be more up tempo. I, I mean, then it comes down to you know which team has the better passing attack, and yeah, um, yeah, you probably have to say the Vikings are are more I, talented well, in that in that yeah, regard. They got the best sure. player on the field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's again there, but there's good players on both sides. So, I mean, CD lamb again, he, he went off Schultz. Then that Vikings team has premier weapons and then they got a lot of weapons. So they, they, you know, this is good. That's going to be, that's definitely a, a game you're going to want to watch. That's another great popcorn game right there. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think we're going to see some, some, some good splits on that one. There sh- should be yeah. a very popular game. Let's move to the Sunday night game of the week here. Uh, it, I mean, if, if all guys were healthy in this one, I would say that this would be a strong candidate for, for a game of the yeah. week here. Uh, you know, another divisional game. We got some big divisional matchups here. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's is a AFC West game again. Uh, we got the Chargers at home plus five and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus five and a half on the road there. Uh, yes. You have home games in L.A. They're never really – there's not really a home field advantage <laughs> for any of these teams right. there. Uh, this Chargers team, who are we going to see at receiver play in this game? Those well, guys Mike, are practicing this week, both well, of them. Those so. are definitely steps in the right direction. I mean, 
the Chargers need Mike Williams and Keenan Allen out there. Keenan's been out all year long. Right. That's a, that one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy, you know, especially for sure. With, we've we've both experienced that this year. I, uh, I dealt his ass. <laughs> you said, "Fuck it, I'm done with you." I, <laughs> I, I I cleared him out of there, but yeah, I this is you know when we've seen this matchup in the past i mean this is these are offensive juggernaut players i mean you have premier fantasy assets going in this game uh what's the line again on this one uh this one is the the chiefs are minus five and a half on the road yeah i think that's fair i mean the chiefs defense has actually been pretty good um, better than I've expected it to be over, than at least over the last few years. So, um, man, if they get that going, that can really be a problem for other teams when they're playing that, you know, we know about what they got offensively um, with the great Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and then your boy MVS started to, starting to emerge. Kadarius Tony starting to emerge a little bit. Um, Juju and concussion protocol. Um, so we'll see if he makes it out there, but, uh, man, uh, just a plethora of, of great players and the chargers guys, Eckler and Herbert are, are going to be there as well. Yeah. I mean, if, if the chargers can, can have enough of those guys out there, at least one of them. Yeah. I, I mean, just for the sake of like, yeah, let's see like a, like a really good Sunday night football game here, you yeah. know, with, with good fantasy options, you know, high scoring, um, you know, then, then you could say, Hey, it could go either way. I mean, on right. paper, if the chargers are, they're two games behind the chiefs right now in the, in the division, you know, if they're able to win a game like this, like that keeps them right in the hunt there, uh, honestly. And right. And with those weapons coming back and being healthy, uh, I mean, you would think that that team would be feeling pretty good down the stretch in in their fight to, you know, they they should be a playoff team, honestly. Yeah, they're one of the more talented teams in the league. Um, they played, they, they had every chance to beat the Niners on the road, even without those receivers last week. Uh, they kind of faltered a little bit at the end, but they were right in that game. Um, the Niners are, are absolutely loaded with talent. So, um, you know, if, if they're able to get, like you said, at least one or two of those receivers back, um, that will definitely make this game a hell of a lot more compelling and then it can go either way because we've seen these teams have played some wild ones in the past so yeah sorry I was just pulling something up yeah this uh, yeah this this one will be interesting to see how, how this one plays out uh, um I feel like the the Chargers could be very like they could be an intriguing home home dog in in this situation if uh, yeah you know we we get some good news leading up to game time there that's this is definitely one to uh, keep your eyes on it's the definite option for game of the week in terms of just uh, high value NFL yeah NFL I would game. I would agree with you I think that is a, a game of the week situation. <laughs> And then our we got one more game, the Monday night game. Yeah. 
another divisional game. Okay. <laughs> a battle of uh, you know, two of these young these young gun coaches in the league. Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals are at home plus eight against wow. Shanahan and the 49ers. Yeah, there you go. Minus eight on the road. Um I, I think it's unknown if Kyler is going to play in this game or not. I think he's trending on being out right now. Trending on being out. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy is one of those backups in the league that is actually competent, though, I, w- I yeah, would say. he is competent. And, and, at, and especially at this stage in his career now more than ever, um, you know, he just he carries that veteran status. And in that game against the, the Rams – last week he he clearly was like superior to you know that that rams back well and and arizona has good weapons yes, so yes so when you when you have connor which james connor coming back i think completely changes that team i think it it really gives completes them to be able to have a a, a running option like that and then now we've gotten the reports out there that Hollywood Brown might be making, getting ready to make his return, maybe as early as this week. So, Hollywood. man, a guy that we invested a lot of collateral in, one of our uh, favorite players out there uh, to go along with New Hopkins and Rondell White um, or Rondell Moore. Oh, yeah. Uh, who the hell is Rondell White? Roddy, Roddy White, the the old Falcon, is he back out there? Okay. Rondell White, wasn't that? It was was that a running back for the Titans? Uh, Lendell Lindell? White. Lindell, Lindell, Lindell. Come on now. There uh, we go. So who the hell knows? I mean, we're in deep Hawaii time. We're in like Taiwan now. <laughs> um, but uh, man, no, it's um. It, I totally lost my train of thought with that. So <laughs> it, it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, but I like the Arizona weapons. Uh, San Fran has a, a nuclear allotment of weapons though. And, and a good defense to go with it. So, yeah, um, where, where this get, I think where this one gets interesting. Is I, this at Arizona? It, it is at Arizona. Okay. I mean, I all think right. from a, from a fantasy perspective yeah like you want to roll all your guys out in this one like yeah there should be points these teams should be i mean especially i would say especially the 49ers shouldn't really have a whole lot of trouble moving the ball in this no well arizona's um, d hasn't been horrific they've been okay um but and with the way the tempo should be in this game, there might, you know, we talked about the Niners with all the mouths that they have to feed with. I mean, they basically have pro bowlers at every position, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about like how many, you're not going to be able to have everybody pop off, but in this matchup, you're going to get a lot of those guys to pop off, maybe close to all of them. So, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I think the number in this game is it higher than it probably should be. I think. Well, that's think, the Kyler Murray effect. Well, but I, we're, I think, I think we're seeing that the the 49ers, like they're it's it's almost like no matter who the 49ers play this year, they're going to be favored, and no matter oh, the, yeah, and in no matter the scenario too. So uh, often, I think when you see you know very 
popular public teams like that, you're gonna, yeah. you know, get these a little they over feel like the most talented team in the NFL to me, though. They do, they definitely do, but you know, are they gonna be able to, to cover big numbers then consistently? No, they, they, they didn't last week, yeah. No, they didn't. That's why they I still say, have Jimmy I had G. them, <laughs> yeah. They still have Jimmy G, and Jimmy G is not he, he knows how to run the offense, he does. He he's got a feel, but he's not good. He's not yeah. very good. I mean, he he he's he's a guy. He's just a guy, you know. Yeah. So he did. It. He had a he had a TD right in the hands to Ayuk, and he just stone cold dropped it. What a yeah. what a one with the Fed matchup had that happened too. FYI. Yeah. Well, there there was some other. I remember well, all these plays. <laughs> you don't forget those type of plays. Those Jesus. those are plays of a lifetime for sure. Uh, but you're going to want to play everybody in this in the for both of these teams. There's stars everywhere. We'll see again about Hollywood um, if if he makes it back. Um, but um, that's a pretty cool Monday night game, though. There should be a lot of fireworks that I'm sure a lot of fantasy games um, are going to come down to that matchup because there's tons of players in there that are going to be in lineup. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, that like I think you capped it off perfectly. It's, this is like a great way to end it. It's a yeah. great way to end and the week and the pod here. Yeah. Um, this this should be at the very least an exciting matchup and uh we'll see yes. maybe, maybe maybe Cliff maybe Cliff has a little something for Shanahan. Who who knows. Yeah, you, you never know. Uh it'll be and, and like you said, with all these divisional games this week, uh, expect uh, you know everybody to go to the well and do whatever they can to win these games because these are the ones that that were they matter the most and they're the most personal. So, should be a good week of football with a lot of these divisional games. Yeah, and and, and I mean, for as good as San Francisco has looked, they are still only five and four on the season yeah. here. So if they dump one, I mean, they they're still. Arizona's one game behind them at four and six. So this is, uh, this is definitely a swing game here. It is. Yeah. It may. Yeah. Definitely a different puts the game in my mind in a different perspective. That's for sure. And, and you can't, um, you know, guarantee how that Seattle team will end up. Well, right. You know, the rest of the way too. like that's, you know, could, could be a team that, you know, falters and is not able to hold on, you know, to the top spot or there's only know, so much somewhere. upside to Geno Smith. I mean, he's been great and, but I don't think he can play any better than he has been playing, you know? Um, Obviously, Arizona, Kyler Murray hasn't even played well this season. Um, and he, so there's gears for him. We know San Fran's getting better. The Rams are putrid but um, in that division. But it, it, it'll be interesting to see if Seattle can maintain. You know, they did just lose one to Tampa Bay. So we'll see how they respond. Yeah, and Seattle and Tampa Bay, both teams on by this week. Bye. Well, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I was going to say on that note, I think that's a a perfect way to end things here. Uh, You got anything left for the people here? This this is going to wrap up week 10. We're we're ready for week 11 here. I I am completely drained. We have put put our hearts and souls into this, and uh, 
I hope the masses enjoy the content and uh, enjoy week 11. It's, it's, we're getting down to crunch time. It should be, it should be another banger. Yeah, it's it's after one o'clock and I think I hear my son crying. So, you know, my my day hasn't ended yet. (laughs) Well, with that, on that note, um, you know, on behalf of Aaron J, I'm Pete B. Godspeed. Thank everyone for listening and, you know, best of luck in all the matchups this week, guys. (laughs) 